Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Fact-checking, we're communicating. Let's go, boy! Yoki Haru from the lane scores a blast from Henry Yoki Haru. I don't know if that was Tip deflected by in front. Yeah, yeah Gergensen's going to get a piece of this one. He's going to touch this one in front of the net. Across the line. Cousins, far circle, shot, rebound. Skinner scores! Jeff Skinner feasting in Montreal again, and he's tied the game at two. It's passed outside the line. Alex Tuck's got a chance at a breakaway. Alex Tuck settles it down to the net. Scores! What a goal by Alex Tuck, a shorthanded marker. The Sabres have taken a 3-2 lead in Montreal. Sabres win it 3-2 as they open the Fathers and Mentors trip with a win in Montreal. Everybody in here, great effort all the way through Whoopi again. Unbelievable job. Great job. And a uh, hell of a job. Again, hell of a job. And who's got it? Crazy road win here today. Uh, a good win. Whoopi, thanks. Uko Pekalukinen gets the win. Henry Okiharu extends the point streak, continues to uh, eat up significant minutes. Wasn't perfect. Few games ever are, Marty. Welcome to the Miracle Day. Yes, all yes. those years ago, 44 years ago. And I'll have you know that most of my peers in high school hated me uh, in Canada because I drove around with like a USA vanity plate on my car, all because of my love for USA hockey, the miracle on ice. And that's why I became such a fan of the game. 
Not that I hadn't been paying attention to the Sabres in the mid to late 70s, but I was at just the right age where something like that could impact you for the rest of your life. Yeah, what and, and I got to talk about it a little bit with Mike Ramsey just uh, a week ago when yes. he was in the pregame at the casino. And uh, man, to know that he joined the Sabres right after that, one of the, the best Sabres team talent-wise, right? That, that oh, 79 AD team. Who are you going to argue with? Like if Danny Gare tells you that, are you really going to no. take it? Are you going to Scotty Bowman <laughs> said that that was the most talent he's ever had on a hockey team. And yeah. he coached the Canadians and he coached Pittsburgh and he coached Detroit. And he said that was the best team I've ever coached. Right. And wow. unfortunately they weren't able to, to do like go all the way and, you know, repeat what the team had done in 75, at least go to the finals. But uh, no, 1980 miracle on ice. What a, uh, even if you want to just have a day or you pull up the, you know, YouTube and you look at some of the highlights from that game or you put in the uh, Miracle, the movie, and you have a little bit of that Hollywood feel to it, right? Uh, after they played the game in Norway and Herb Brooks decided not to, you know, have him shower but kept him on the ice to do the down and back until Mike Ruzioni said, Mike Ruzioni, Team USA! And just so <laughs> that it would, like, it just, it's awesome, right? It's, it's a great feel. But I... No, Greg Patrick told a story one time when, when Craig Patrick was with the Sabres, mm -hmm. he told a story to a bunch of people at the Lexus Club at the arena and said, the way that it worked is in the movie, you know, Herb Brooks, Kurt Russell, keeps telling Craig Patrick, whistle again, right? And But in real life, Craig Patrick was negotiating with the Zamboni driver to keep the lights on because the guy was like, I want to go home. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And that's why the lights went off. The guy was like, I'm out. And Craig Patrick was like, no, no, just, just stay. We're, we're almost done. We're almost done. And he kept trying to keep the building open because he had no idea what was going to happen. But, uh, what a, what an event in, in the sports of, in the sports world, not just in the hockey world. Um, so yeah, 44 years today, this happened. Uh, and it's pretty significant. It is really something how watching that footage never, like, it's always the same feeling. Like, you oh, know yeah. what's coming. You've seen every ounce of jubilation. Um, I don't know how to describe it. And it, it just had me thinking there. And this is a, probably a really dumb question without thinking about it out loud. Granted, it's international, so it has you know, perhaps a bigger scope, but I, I don't necessarily believe that. Like to me, I, I'm kind of speaking out of both sides of my mouth here because like that was such an impactful moment, but the Stanley cup is still the Stanley cup to me. Like it's the greatest yeah. thing in hockey, but like, if you're watching the real footage of miracle on ice and then thinking about the Hollywood take, and there were different made for TV specials on it as well. But like, if you were to pick a Stanley cup story, champion climbing the mountain team you know over the last let's say you know because you want to keep it in the the newer realm of let's say enhanced television and you know pre you know post expansion obviously yeah uh, i would say almost well you could use it 1980 as a starting point and move on from there quite frankly because that particular moment led to arguably the greatest dynasty Montreal will, will, of course, argue, but mm -hmm. that moment literally led to the Islanders' dynasty of four cups in a row. 
Ken which Morrow, was the right, winning the, the Olympics the, and then winning four in a row. Right. And then the Oilers, of course, win five of seven yeah. on the heels of that. So, like, it spawned a dynastic era in, in the NHL. So, I don't know. Like, if you if you were just sitting here and I asked you that question kind of casually, flippantly, whatever, like, who would you want to see a, a, a story of something even remotely close to a miracle that existed within the NHL? There's three that come to mind right now, okay? The mm -hmm. number one that come to mind is 1993 to Montreal Canadiens, Patrick Waugh. And how... You, you want to do the show solo the rest of the I know, way, right? I know, but I, you ask me. And I'm no, you, as I, a Quebecois, I'm, I'm impressed that you went I like, there because... Look, <laughs> the Buffalo people are going to be upset because it was Brad May made a goal against Boston. They lose to Montreal yeah. in the next round. Yeah. But I'm upset because I was a Quebec Nordics fan and the Nordics took a two nothing lead in round one just to I lose know. four in a row to Montreal. And that's I because know. two things. Dan Bouchard, who was the goalie coach for the Quebec Nordics after game two said, we found a, uh, um, a chink, like a, a chink in the armor of Patrick Wall. We found a weakness in Patrick's game. He won four in a row. And mm -hmm. then there was the Ron Extall debacle where in game three, they they realized that he liked to touch the centerized dot at the end of warm-up. So they put one of the Robert's brother at the centerized dot and Ron Extall never got to touch the dot. And then he lost four in a row, like figure it out. But yes, Montreal 93, that was, wasn't supposed to be. You're right. This That would be really good theater to relive. It would that actually would be, be really good yeah, theater. Yeah. Now, the 1990 Edmonton Oilers, no Gretzky. The kid line, yes. You know, Billy Ranford in that. John Muckler is the coach. Mark Messier. That would be a pretty significant one to say, hey, wasn't supposed to win, but they did. They found that fifth in seven year, right? Four yeah. with Wayne and then one without Wayne. That would be two. Number three for me would be the New York Rangers in 1994. And again, sorry, but that would... Wouldn't that be like at, at the I feel like Hollywood? you're working in the league's PR office. No, but I, well, look, <laughs> the Mark Messier guaranteed game. It's funny how it's it's been dubbed a Mark Messier guaranteed. If you ask a team that is down three to two going into game six, and you say, "Hey, what do you think? Are you guys going to go back to New York for game seven? What is the captain of your team supposed to say? Nope. Nope. We're going to lose in New Jersey and we're never coming back to, to the, the garden. Like, <laughs> what is he supposed to say? But because he had a hat trick that night and one was in an empty net, by the way, about 175 feet in the empty net. And then the Matto, Matto, Matto. And then That's you got one the, of my favorite moments. And actually. then you got the yeah. Mike Richter penalty yeah. shot save on Pavel Bury yeah. in the Stanley Cup final and yeah. Mike Keenan as the coach and, you know, the New York Rangers hadn't won since 19. That's why Sam Rosen had the best call. Uh, what was this, it? this one will last a lifetime. Thank yeah. you, Sam. There's been none since. It's perfect. Uh, Al Trotwig <laughs> has the best story ever about this. So Al Trotwig was doing the Rangers um, like a studio work, right? Uh. And he's also done many Olympics and whatever. He said he was at that game. The Rangers won the Stanley Cup. And he had an older lady sitting right in front of him. He was a fan sitting in the stands. And this lady sitting in front of him. And they win the cup. And she's celebrating. She turned over to Al Trotwig. And she says, this is my first NHL game ever. <laughs> He's like, where have you been all these days, all these years? Like oh your first NHL God. game. And she sees the New York Rangers win the Stanley Cup at MSG. How incredible is that?
Wow. So yes, that's the Hollywood feel, right? Yeah. All of these these three cops would make a great Hollywood movie. Yeah. For me, like there's so many layers and it's ridiculous that we just veered off on this to start the show. So, we'll we'll it's get it awesome. back to We'll get it back to Sabres. We'll definitely get it across the league with Darren Dreger joining us at the bottom of the hour. But like, and part of it, it's amazing how we can always tie it back to RJ. RJ gave us and is a part of all the best moments, right? And how he described them. So those are the moments. Just like I said with Sam Rosen, like this one will last a lifetime, right? And every Ranger fan knows it. And so unknowingly as a kid, I mean, I just loved sports, didn't know I would ever go down this path where you're that close to the legends that are calling the game and, and, and the, the, you know, you know, the moments that get rerun over and over and over because like miracle, you know, like, do you believe like that's, I don't know what's greater the, how they played on the ice or the call itself. Right. So I was mildly obsessed unknowingly with play by play and the calls and stuff like that. So the reason 94 with the Rangers was cool was uh, the fall of that year after they won the Cup. 94, 95 was my first season on an NHL broadcast. Unfortunately, got delayed by the lockout. Mm-hmm. But I started uh, canvassing all the broadcasters uh, across the league for audio of like their best calls. Mm-hmm. And we were working it into like a nightly feature. And um, Howie Rose. Uh, was calling the Rangers on radio. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time I ever heard his Mato call. Mm -hmm. And it was Mato, Mato. And, but the, not unlike RJ's mayday call where the longer it went on, he found the perfect way to end the the call by saying, you know, how do you spell second round? You know, next stop, LaBelle Provence, how do you spell second round? Right. Because they've been 10 years without and with Howie Rose's call, it was, there's one more hill to climb and it's Mount Vancouver. And it's like, oh my God, like, this is incredible. And then just set the stage for this epic seven game series, Rangers and Canucks, right? Have I ever I can... told you, tell you that Howie Rose story though, how he thought his career was over after the Mato call? No. I think I've told you before. So Howie Rose I called. I remember most of what you've told me. So m- m- more, everybody thought it was Essa Tikkanen's goal. Essa Tikkanen oh. is in front of the net. Yeah, yeah, Matto yeah. wraps it around. The TV thought it was Tikkanen's goal. Everybody thought it was Essa Tikkanen's goal. Howie Rose called Matto, Matto, Matto. The whole call. He drives home after the game and he called somebody like in the business or whatnot and said, I think I just butchered one of my all time, should have been my all time moment. I called wow. the wrong guy. And they're like, what? Like, yeah, well, you know, it's going to be fine. Just to realize later with replays and everything, they realized it was Stefan Matto's goal. Unofficially at the time, they thought it was Essa Tikkanen's goal. Oh so the NHL gosh. statistical department has been like that for like 20, 30 years. But he <laughs> thought he had basically, bas- like, he was like, I'm going to have to do something else. People are going to think I ruined one of the best moments in Rangers history, Game 7 Conference Finals against the Devils. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, he's the only one that got it right. Oh, wow. Well, that just makes it even more special, you know. How I about how that, about but... this, Duffer? 1998, Detroit winning their second cup in a row after the accident that had happened after the 97 yeah. uh, celebration, right? Mm-hmm. So 
I think that would also be and look, they did the special, the the Red Wings and the Avalanche, Avalanche. like uh is it 30 for 30 or they're, whatnot? They're playing they tonight, it. are they not? Uh I think they may. You're I right. Think they are. I so think you, you're right. Colorado at, at, at Detroit tonight, but mm-hmm. that 98 season coming back from, you know, the emotional drainage that was the accident and seeing your teammate in the hospital yeah. and, and all of it. And then them winning and obviously uh, having the, you know, everybody on the ice afterwards. Like, I think mm-hmm. that would be another one. Like that's for, like, I like the romance and the Hollywood stuff when it comes to hockey and all of it. That's great. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong on that one. I mean, it was, I was fortunate. 97 was the first Stanley Cup I ever had the opportunity to cover. And then mm-hmm. for, you know, the feeling of it to change so dramatically uh, in the days that followed after the accident was just um, something. But, you know, the Red Wings, to their credit, and 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 honestly, how does anybody know how to move forward from moments like that? But they always, it always just looked like, they would do everything the right way. And then, you know, they eliminated Washington in the final in a sweep. Like they were just so locked in. What was harder to believe was that the next year when they loaded up at the deadline for the three-peat and it didn't happen. And they lost to Dallas. Colorado. Well, they lost to Colorado and Dallas won in a... Against Colorado uh, and then Dallas went on to beat Buffalo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was it was shocking. If you go back and you look at our, their acquisitions at the deadline, it was pretty crazy. Okay, last night, um, yes, last and night. again, Darren Drager at the bottom because there's a lot. Obviously, with every if you have your network, if if you're not on AT and T and you have Wi Fi or anything this morning, as I am on AT and T and I lost my network for a long time, you're probably on the side while watching or listening. Googling like 98 cops, the 93. Terrestrial radio is your friend right now, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I was so lost this morning when uh, I walked out of my house and wasn't on Wi-Fi. And all of a sudden, I'm like taking the dog for a little bathroom break. And I'm like, what? I can't access anything. I was. I went for a coffee and all I got is SOS on my phone. I'm like, same thing. What's going on? Oh, and then they um, came back just to tease me so I could text our group saying, hey, guys, I'm back on the network. And then it went away within like 10 seconds after I pressed send. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'll tell you. So last night, you know, we heard right off the top the dads being on the trip and yeah. how they set up the game for the guys with the lineup read and the motivational talk from Mr. Clifton. And obviously they went out, took care of business got excellent goaltending from Muko Pekalukinen, who's top 10 in the league now for the entire season. Yeah. For the entire, this is important because we keep going back to start of January or end of December, pick your, pick your uh, filter, you know, on start update for his run. But the fact of the matter is that now among qualified netminders through the course of this season, Lukanen is top 10 in goals against average. So, I think that the reason I emphasize this is okay. Let's let's just take the big picture for what it is and move forward with what we've seen for the first four months of the year or whatever it is, and what it can mean moving forward organizationally as far as belief. Not only contract. We did the contract discussion a while ago, and obviously that'll take care of itself, and we'll take care of it when the season comes to an end yep. as far as further discussion. But Marty, I'm kind of fixated. Like every time. We have a game now. 
and this is not just the Sabres, but this is league-wide, there's this analysis slash evaluation of a player's value. Like, you can't help but do it as we inch closer to the trade deadline. And the demand for critical pieces, the demand to enhance your current roster, the demand to look honestly at where you're at and where you want to go, whether you're in the playoffs or not, and I, I just, I'm fascinated by all of this because it's not only how you view your players, it's as important how other organizations view yeah. your players, which causes the snowball to get going towards the deadline. So I, I don't know what the takeaway is. Not, I, like, I'm not sitting here saying Lukanen has such value that somebody would want him, but Lukanen may have established such a value that you're open to just more about anything. I don't know. Like, how do you look at all this? You've lived the experience of getting on hot streaks and things like that and seeing well, players do it to increase I, their been, value. I've been impressed with Lukanen and how he's been able to um, continue to push forward. At any moment in the last two months, he could have taken a step back and said, you know what? Like, I proved that I can play. And unfortunately, maybe it takes a step back. Everybody takes steps back. Mm-hmm. I mean, Stuart Skinner with the Edmonton Oilers right now, after a really terrible start and a like superb, superb streak and push that got him to like be the top goaltender between like Thanksgiving and, you know, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, Lukanen was right there, like number two or number three in that time. But now it's Seward Skinner in the last four games has given up 18 goals mm-hmm. and it wasn't good last night against Boston and they lose six, five and Aiden Hill was the number one goaltender all season long. He did have the injury, but you look at the last three games for Aiden Hill. It hasn't been good. He's lost three in a row and given up 15 goals in three, uh, no, um, 11 goals in three games. Just, you know, uh, over three a game. That hasn't been good. Um, Thatcher Demko has been fantastic all season long. He lost two in a row. And so I was really, really intrigued and interested to see how Lukanen was going to respond after the Anaheim game. Right? Anaheim game, look, you're going to have some games. You you can't play 10 games in a row, A++++. You're going to have maybe four games that are going to be a plus 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 maybe two games that are going to be b two games that are going to be c and one that's going to be a d game it's going to happen but overall that's not a bad thing i was intrigued to say okay after a i would say a c game from lukanen against Anaheim, how does he respond how does he get back in the and he was in my opinion the best player for the sabers last night and you can say it's montreal montreal you know uh is is not a playoff team but montreal can score they have a really good top line and they had some great looks the expected goals were montreal's favor and lukanen again had a quality start again was better than the expected goals. And again, was, in my opinion, the best player for the Buffalo Sabres. So I love that response from Lukanen. And that shows a lot of maturity. And a lot, and, and he's also, look, he had the game he missed. Uh, you know, he was, there was some maintenance. Uh, how do you deal through that as a goaltender? I love a guy that pushed through. I, I understand won two sometimes. He's three since then, right? He's played, yeah. And he's yeah. played, okay. And I wasn't great, but he still, you you gotta push through. I love a goalie that is like, I'm going to push through, right? And and we've we've heard of stories of goaltenders that oh my finger hurts I'm not gonna play like ah come on now let's go let's play no, right a, and no you're like confusing that. those are starting pitchers. I've got a blister I can't pitch. Now I get why you can't. Pitch <laughs> I know you. I know. Blister. I know, I know. <laughs> but at the same time, right? Like I just saying, there, there has been goalies that have been notorious for 
you know, and, and I'm, some guys have dealt with a lot of injuries as yes. well. But Lukanen has dealt with hip surgeries, you know, early in his career, all of that. I think he sees this as an opportunity to say, I'm not going to allow somebody else to play my games. I'm playing. Get out of the way. And he's showing a lot of that. Well, last night after we talked a lot about him for a very good reason, and we'll continue to do so, uh, the Amherst and Devin Levi had a tough go in the third period yeah. last night against Belleville, you know, and they fell four to one. Uh, certainly not on Levi. It just wasn't the same as the 52 save effort that he had against Toronto on Monday. And of course, that's unlikely to repeat itself based on how the game is played. Special teams wasn't great for the Amherst. You wouldn't see that from the box score. Uh, they did score on the power play, but they didn't do enough on the power play, according to the coach, and they gave up a shorthanded goal. And now Belleville, who they will host again tomorrow, Tomorrow is only one point behind them in the North standings. And then the Amherst will end their run of seven games in 11 days on Saturday in Hershey. So it's going to be really tough to see. They just need more than, you know, Seth has been very consistent uh, apert that is in his messaging uh, to the media that, uh, you know, they, they've just simply been, um, you know, and we've heard this before, um, not enough traffic, not enough of a shot mentality from the the defense. Uh, too cute, especially on the special teams, and not enough an, a, attack mentality. They're still in an excellent spot. They're in the midst of this seven and eleven. They have three wins and two losses during that stretch, and we'll see whether Levi gets the start tomorrow or whether he gets it on Saturday against Hershey. But um, organizationally, I guess to cap off this segment before we get to Darren Dreger. Um, Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You think the Sabres feel about their goaltending compared to where they would have felt at the start of the year. I, 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 well, it's changed. I think they were 
expecting, hoping, planning on Levi having a bigger impact, but that was it was so hard to evaluate and to predict, right? And I Great think unknown. they are liking where Lukanen is at. Um, I think they're liking what Levi is doing in Rochester right now. And the developments, even if it wasn't a great game yesterday, he still made 32 saves on 36 shots, right? I mean, you look at the numbers, it's not a 10 on 14. And even if Lukanen had 10 on a 14 the other day, like he bounced back. That's a great thing to see. Um, look, I was one of those last year that thought, uh, Jeremy Swayman, offer sheet, that'd be great. Or, But I really think that the patience in the crease right now is going to be an added value for the Sabres. Number one, because you're not going to be spending five, six, seven million dollars on a goaltender. So you're going to be able to use that somewhere else. And number two, you've developed Lukanen and now continue to think that that's the approach to goaltending. Now work on the next guy, Levi. Okay, once Levi is on his way, work on the next guy. There should always be a next guy. And for so many years, yeah. there was never the next guy. Like there was so many goaltenders that the Sabres missed on mm -hmm. in their approach and development that finally, finally, we've got two. And I don't know who the next guy is right now. I can't tell you that Tobias Lennonen is the next guy. I don't know. But you got to start working on the next guy right now because that's how you sustain that goalie, uh, you know, rhythm year after year. Are goalies in play at the deadline across the league? We wondered for the entirety of this season. <laughs> and we'll ask Darren Dreger again about that very topic as we continue on Sabres Live. Buffalo, of course, in Columbus tomorrow to cap off the mini road trip with the dads and mentors. And then it's back home on Sunday. And we're looking forward to having you with us at Key Bank Center as we choose love on this night, it's uh, our annual Choose Love Night, 6 p.m. start. Carolina's in, and it's a great opportunity to celebrate African-American community and, of course, uh, a really nice opportunity to highlight Black-owned businesses throughout Western New York during the course of the game, which then we hope extends through the course of your day-to-day -day activities as uh, we move forward here in Western New York. You can visit sabers.com slash tickets to purchase your seats today. Darren Dreger, Hockey Insider from TSN, coming up next. Welcome back. Second half of Sabres Live on this Thursday. Buffalo's in action tomorrow against Columbus, as are the Amherst. They will be home to Belleville once again. Darren Dreger back in his regular time slot here on Sabres Live. Uh, I'm reluctant to uh, start <laughs> this way, Darren, based on how last year's draft unfolded and the lack of activity. But are you no. sensing that the deadline <laughs> might actually be fun and exciting and meaningful? Uh, yeah, I'm getting that sense. But I mean, obviously, the next 10 days will be very telling. You know, we're we're right in a lull right now. Um, many people are using the word stagnant which I think is a pretty good description for where the market is right now. And maybe a little bit surprising given we saw the two centers go in, in Lindholm and Monaghan. And uh, I think everybody thought, okay, well, maybe everybody is going to jump early, which would crush the March 8th trade deadline. And <laughs> that really hasn't happened. And, you know, I know we talk about this every single year, but I think it applies more so now than ever. And that's the parity that exists, right? I mean, you look at the East, you look at the West, and you see teams that are, you know, still nibbling at a playoff spot. And they're not sure whether they're sellers at this point. And that's that's the continued feedback I get from all the managers who we perceive to be buyers. You know, they've got the lines out there. They're waiting for more action to come back the other way. 
We'll see whether or not that materializes, you know, leading up to the deadline. Perfect world. Yeah, it's quiet until March 8th, and then all heck breaks loose. But uh, I suspect the next 10 days we'll see something. Okay, so I'm going to go off maybe the Sabres uh, just for one question, and maybe we'll circle back there. But Jake Gensel, yeah. is he done in Pittsburgh? Is it like... Is it hard for Cal Dubas to go to Sidney Crosby and say, hey, listen, uh, that, yeah. that guy that's played with you for so many years uh, may not mm. may not be back. Um, what's the situation uh, with the, pen- the Penguins now? Well, that conversation can't be easy, and I'm sure that they've had it more than once. I mean, Dubas and his media availability alluded to conversations with Crosby, probably some of the other leaders like Latang, maybe Evgeny Malkin, and he, you know, he just brought in Eric Carlson. Now all of a sudden you're looking at – you know, the potential of a, a renovation. Um, I thought Dubas's av- availability yesterday was was interesting because, you know, he let that slip. And I don't think anybody should be surprised that, of course, he'd have conversation with his captain, a decorated captain like Sidney Crosby, because, you know, it's not like you can rebuild in Pittsburgh with players of that ilk. I mean, you're just, you're not going to fall into the bottom five where it's unlikely with those guys at the helm. So it sounds like, any of the assets like Jake Gensel, if they make the determination to trade Jake, they want either really good prospects or a young NHL player or players coming back the other way so that Crosby and Latang and Carlson and Malkin can help get these young players up to speed sooner rather than later. But it's it's a formidable challenge because when you look at the Penguins, yeah, I mean, Gensel's name jumps off the page. And among the playoff teams looking for forwards, who wouldn't want what Jake Gensel can bring when he's healthy? You know, beyond that, you know, who are we talking about here? Riley Smith? You know, there's, there's, there's oh, not I would a want Riley Smith there. ahead of yeah. uh, uh, quite a few others based on his yeah. track record. Yeah, I, I you know, and I, I, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be an attractive commodity. Uh, I just think that, that Dubas is still, as he discussed with the media, trying to hold on to the cards of being a patient general manager, but also then looking at the standings and realizing you can't go week after week with winning, what, one out of three games, whatever it is, and expect to to make any sort of gap closure, you know, in the Eastern Conference standings. So I think those are two experienced players that would draw an audience. He's taking calls. He's just, he's not negotiating terms on what a what a trade might look like in either one of those guys. What do you both believe is Sid's future there? I think he retires with the Penguins. Um, you know, how much, how much hockey does he have left? And I mean, he'll, he'll play. Yeah. I mean, he'll play <laughs> as long as he's capable and the, the the way he trains, treats himself, looks after himself. I, I mean, how do you put a timeline and how long Sidney Crosby is going to hang around there? And I, you know, just to revisit what I said about Dubas, I think that's what makes it incredibly tricky. Um, yeah, I don't know that that Dubas has had this conversation. I just it reminds me of when the Chicago Blackhawks went down that road with Jonathan Taves and and Patrick Kane, right? When when you recognize that you've got to do something fairly dramatic to get the organization back on its feet longer term, well, how do you not have that conversation and ask the question, do you want to chase another Stanley Cup? And if the answer to that is yes, well, then holy smokes, have we got a story. Uh, but that if that if that conversation is to take place, uh, I think that has to happen in the offseason. And it definitely isn't going to happen between now and the 8th of March. 
I agree. I think Sid stays in Pittsburgh, and I compare it a little bit to Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux played his last playoff game in 2001. We know that no. because we had a playoff series against Mario Lemieux no. here in Buffalo. But he played four more years where the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't make the playoffs. But he no. was the leader, and well, he was the owner, and he wasn't going to go anywhere. But I think Sid is the same way. I think Sid is built the same way and will probably stay in Pittsburgh the whole time. Um, and we'll see. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I, I would feel weird since Sidney Crosby in a different jersey with a different organization. So, um, okay, back to the Sabres. No. Um, you know, we, we have discussion. We will have more and more discussions about uh, what did the Sabres trade? Uh, are they just getting rid of UFAs and, you know, getting younger again? Or yeah. do they, is it time to trade a prospect or two to get a player right now that – the season, not going to make the playoffs most likely, but can help him right now and next year and make a big impact. Yeah, well, look, I think Kevin Adams is open to all of that. I know he's open to all of that. You know, every team covets their prospects, but, you know, when you're a non-playoff team and you do see holes in your lineup, I mean, we look at the, the Buffalo Sabres blue line and we can see that down the road, it's going to probably be one of the jewels of the crown, right? I mean, if the group develops the way it, it it's likely they will. That blue line is going to be among the NHL best. It should be. But right now, um, Adams would would like to add some experience on that back end. Add a big three, if you will. And you guys remember in the offseason this past summer, you know, the speculation around the Buffalo Sabres and the Calgary Flames and Noah Hannafin. I mean, that was out there. And it's still out there. I know that Adams continually has conversations with Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames, and most likely it's about Noah Hannafin, but maybe there's some interest there in, in Chris Tanev based on all the qualities that he brings. So when we're talking about making a trade like that, that's where your prospects have to be available in some capacity. But, you know, good luck getting Kevin Adams or anyone associated with the Buffalo Sabres to say, yeah, we'll trade this prospect or that prospect, but we're not trading that guy. Yeah. It gets way more complicated than that. Mm -hmm. And in, in fairness and respect to that process, I just, I don't think that there's been any trade negotiations where you'd get to that place of throwing specific Buffalo Sabre prospects into the pot. Well, uh, should we revisit the goalie carousel? Because, mm. um, you know, New Jersey won, <laughs> won some games with Nico Dawes and then didn't uh -huh. have a very good night the other night. And Isaac Poulter's yeah. got a contract now and he's been called up and Schmidt's back down. And, and you asked up. me last night which Montreal Canadiens goalie <laughs> was going to get traded. I said, but at this point, none of them because they'll keep all three. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Drags. Like, where are we going with all this um, on any given yeah. day? Uh, you know, it seems like a different goalie might be the apple of someone's eye. Stagnant. That's the word of the day. And it also applies to the goalie. Careful, market. we might start using this in promo material for you. <laughs> you know, look, I mean, has there been a considerable amount of back and forth between the Devils and Calgary on Jacob Markstrom? Yeah, of course. Uh, my sense is that, you know, Calgary wants appreciably a good amount back and probably don't feel like they should have to retain any salary. And if you're the New Jersey Devils, that that likely has to be part of the equation. And then you go back to Conroy and he's like, oh, I don't know. Okay, well, if you want us to retain, you're going to have to pay for salary retention. That's just the way it is in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And so things have cooled there a little bit. But all of that, I always qualify this time of year, can change with a simple phone call. And I don't think that 
Tom Fitzgerald is any different than any other general manager in the league who has an owner who believes expectations should have been met higher. <laughs> and you're looking at New Jersey. I mean, who among us had them as potentially being outside of, of the playoff picture? I didn't. I thought that they were ready to roll here a little bit, even though we know that goaltending was a big question. Now, I had someone earlier today, and I'm not going to mention the team. It's not the New Jersey Devils. Um, but there's been a little bit of speculation around UC Saros and, you know, what might happen with him. Well, I know prior to the start of the year, there was a a conversation between Barry Trotz and the agents for UC Saros. And the expectation at that point was, you know, they talked about putting a statue of Saros outside that building at the end of his career. So they wanted to, to get into that contract extension and then, Lo and behold, they don't really feel like they need to talk extension at this stage. So to get to the quasi news from that team, a team earlier today, I guess the ask from Barry Trotz and the National Predators for UC Saros is, I was told, embarrassingly high. Not just high. (laughs) So I don't know what that means exactly. Multiple first-round picks. like Your top prospects, what is it? But apparently it was a very quick conversation. But a Pred source did tell me earlier this week that the expectation is that Saros won't get traded, you know, prior to the deadline. So that's kind it's of just like the uh, gas prices now in, in New York or you know, Buffalo, <laughs> it's like three and a quarter or whatever you go to California, it's seven fifty. So yeah, there's yeah. your gallon price that's doubled <laughs> in, uh, in different markets. And yeah, you see Saros very high. Um, Stuart Skinner quickly. Um, he, he was doing well, but some were saying, Hey, the Oilers are playing really low kind of teams in the standings yeah. and they're beating up on little ones. Stuart Skinner didn't look good last night, giving up six. Um, is this the wrong time for him to have a bad uh, stretch of games? Because now the Oilers are thinking, maybe we need a goalie again. Yeah, I guess. You know, look, that's uh, that's back of mind for Kenny Hall. No doubt about that. You know, this guy's dabbling on everything. You know, they'd like to add a, a forward to play with Leon Dreisaitl. They like the idea of adding depth up the middle of the ice. You know, so Adam Henrique's name has popped out there. Or, you know, even a, a fourth-line center, if you feel like McLeod can occupy that spot. And what about some insurance in goal in Edmonton? But, yeah, Skinner wasn't good, but that was a wild, wild hockey game. Yes. And so much of the success of the Boston Bruins comes from the crease, right? Because that tandem is is right up there with the best of the best. Yet they gagged on a three-goal lead. So that was just one of those weird games where the depth of the Edmonton Oilers found a way to to bail them out. I mean, who had Warren Fogel on the bingo card getting two <laughs> goals and being pushed up to the top line with R and H, you know, saddled with uh, with illness and Hyman's been consistent. I think Corey Perry scored a tying goal. That was just yeah. a wild game. So I think goaltending is uh, an area that Holland is certainly open to upgrading if if available, but probably not top priority. Might Boston be able to pull off a Tampa and shelve Lindholm, who's week to week, until the end and therefore have room to acquire Hannafin and yeah. go all guns a-blazing once the playoffs begin? Yeah, I mean, it's plausible. It really, truly is. The one thing that I keep hearing, though, from the Bruins is they've gone to the well so many times at or around the trade deadline that their draft capital and even some of their younger pieces just aren't available anymore, right? I mean, when you when you look at the Boston Bruins, um, 
you know, who am I thinking of? Matty Potter, who's, you know, done for the year after shoulder yeah. surgery. But that's the reason that kid was playing in the National Hockey League as a 19-year-old because of, you know, they just, they don't have anything else coming. And he had such a good camp. So it makes sense that that Sweeney does something to to bolster. And if he can't find a little bit more help up the middle, then the Hannafin connection, based on the hometown story and all that, makes so much sense. But here's what I'm thinking. I, I think that Craig Conroy is holding tight on Noah Hannafin for a couple of reasons. One, um, maybe Noah Hannafin wakes up and says, you know, I've got a pretty good here in Calgary. So uh, even though it's unlikely, let's get that extension done. That That to me is the long shot. But the other part of this is there are lots of teams interested. Boston might be one of them interested in a rental Noah Hannafin and not an extension Noah Hannafin. Mm. And Calgary is hoping that there's the right fit for Noah Hannafin where they can squeeze that club for more if a contract extension is part of it. So, hey, I hope it plays out till March 8th. That'd be tremendous because that would give us a a blue chip to chew on leading up to the deadline. Yeah, Boston is... uh... Not showing up in Vegas this summer for the NHL draft. They've already started their uh, on location, on remote, because they only have a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth-round pick this year. Not they don't have a first, there, second, no. third, and a seventh. So they're going to trade their th- their fourth, fifth, and sixth, so they don't even have to go to the draft this year just well, in Boston. That's there's a funny goes. sidebar story to that, Marty, quickly. Um, we know that Toronto has had you know, continued interest in Chris Tanoff. I was told, and I haven't verified it with Trey Living, so I don't want to get him in trouble, but he offered a second-round pick in 2027 <laughs> because he doesn't have one for the next three years. <laughs> it's like a major junior trade. We'll give you 17 draft picks. Exactly. That's the player we want. Oh, my gosh. Hey, real quick, um, yeah. how, how warm is the Zegris name right now? uh how toxic is it <laughs> no yeah lukewarm at best i would say yeah um i mean you know because of the speculation there have been ongoing tire kickers you know montreal among them but again when you look at bigger deals like that you know to get to give up the pieces that you're going to have to give up to acquire zegras unless it's a non-playoff team like the montreal canadians aren't you better to see what the full market looks like if you're anaheim in the off season so that's why i say lukewarm all right. Well, you mentioned UC Saros. Their mm-hmm. farm club, the Milwaukee Admirals, are currently in action today oh. in a morning start against Chicago. That's a matinee. And, morning and, start is a matinee, not <laughs> afternoon. And Yaroslav Askarov, who has not lost a game since before no. Christmas, yeah. is hosting a one nothing lead through 20 oh. minutes of play as the yeah. Admirals look for an 18th consecutive victory. So... There may be room to Maybe. move sorrows. Just keep that in mind. Darren, thank After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela. The mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thank you so much. We will see you again next week. Have a great weekend, guys. And we're back after this on Save Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres are back in action tomorrow. It's a busy slate tonight, Marty. Some really, really, really good matchups. Florida, Carolina is absolutely terrific. And, of course, the nightcap is Toronto and Vegas, uh, along with Nashville and L.A., which is a really hotly contested uh, part of the wildcard race in the West. Um, I have to say, I I know I've kind of flip-flopped on this, but there is now, once again, no doubt in my mind that Connor McDavid's going to win the scoring title. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he, he, well, he didn't score last night. No, but he's, he's got games in hand, and I just think yeah. it's it's inevitable. Okay, so I'm, he's nine <laughs> points back now. At some point, he was 26 points back, I believe. He's the only yeah. nine points back. He's got uh, games in hand. And, uh, yeah, Kucherov and McKinnon are doing great, but McDavid's going to blow right by them. It's going to be like Mario Lemieux and Patty Lafontaine back in, what was it, the 95, 92, 96? No, 92, 92 93 season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's going to be When like in that. doubt, always default to 92, 93, because it, it was the wildest. Actually, that, going back to our earlier discussion, that would have been the year to do it, like not just the Stanley Cup, but the year yeah. to do a full-on, like incredible documentary series based on McGillney and Solani, 76. and 14 Remember the first goal Mario and... scored when he returned, right? Oh, it was against Tommy Soderstrom against the Flyers at the Spectrum. Yeah. 5-0. Oh. He put it right through these big pillows. Yeah. Do you think Dregs is right to be uh, cautiously optimistic about the deadline? Or do you think it's going to nope. be a dud? Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> See you tomorrow on Sabres Live. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 